We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, welcome into a special edition, a Friday edition of the Good and Funny Podcast. And joining me is uh, former NBC uh, writer Rob Doster, uh, pitching in here after the news that surfaced uh, late last night, Thursday night. Uh, the news broke from both The Athletic and uh, myself from Stadium. Uh, Greg Marshall, under investigation by Wichita State um, for numerous allegations, including one that he punched former player Shaq Morris in October 2015. Uh, I talked to Shaq Morris. There are other allegations as well, Rob. Uh, as we saw there, he body shamed a former player who I chose to uh, keep his name out of the story because he's dealing with um, anxiety, mental health issues. Uh, he choked former assistant coach Kyle Linstead, um, according to uh, multiple sources, um, I talked to more than 35 players for this. And uh, the big question that everybody's going to want to know now is, does Marshall, Greg Marshall, the Wichita State coach, who's beloved by many in Wichita, took them to a Final Four, does he keep his job? Well, first and foremost, I just want to make clear that the athletics, C.J. Moore, Dane O'Neill, like they're the ones that broke the story. You kind of follow with the 35 people a couple hours later. So like, let's give all the credit to them, Jeff. They, they did all the hard work. You they just, did a good job. Yeah, they, they beat me on it. Up. You had your little follow-up. So I'm going to give C.J. and Dana all the credit on this one. Um, and for people that don't understand, I am joking. Jeff did a very good job on the story. Uh, but as far as whether or not Greg Marshall should keep his job, like I don't understand how you can keep him after this. You have a player on the record saying that he got punched twice from behind by the coach of the basketball program. How do you keep your job after that? You have multiple people saying that he choked an assistant coach. How do you keep your job after that? And and you didn't even mention some of the most problematic stuff, which were, uh, let's just, at, at best, you can call it racially problematic language that he was using at worst, you could say that he was being a flat out racist to some of the players uh, on his roster that were not white. So I just, I understand. Let me put it like this. Greg Marshall's relationship with the Koch brothers is one of the reasons why he makes as much money as he does. Why the Wichita state athletic department is able to bring in the money that they make 
and why he is still in Wichita right now instead of being someplace like in Alabama where they basically offered him a blank check to go take that job. Or uh, I believe – wasn't he offered UCLA or he was in talks with UCLA? Whatever. Yeah, no, they didn't offer him a job. NC State wanted him. I mean, he's gotten – and actually, Marshall and I have had a hot and cold relationship over the years. I'll be completely transparent. Um, I, I wish somebody would, uh, you know, bring up the, the, the call years ago, the year that they went to the Final Four. I'll bring it up. You want me to tell that story? So yeah, great. I mean, I'd like to hear it, though. I would like to relive it. Like, I'd, I'd like to hear it. I, I could say it. It's no big deal. I'm no, on Dan let me, Patrick. Let me tell it because right, it's ahead. better when it comes to me. So what happened was Greg Marshall makes it to the Final Four. This is a huge moment for him, a huge moment for his program. He finally breaks through. This was, they were a number nine seed at Wichita State, and they make it to the Final Four. And Jeff is on the Dan Patrick show, right? And he's leading into Greg Marshall. Greg Marshall is coming on next. And I Jeff, didn't know that. Yeah, well, well, what happens is you say to, to, to Dan Patrick, yeah, well, most people in coaching think that Greg Marshall is an asshole. Here's what – no, no, let me set yeah, it up a little bit better. Wait, 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 wait. The first question that Greg Marshall is asked when he comes on the Dan Patrick Show, this huge nationally syndicated radio program celebrating the most important milestone in his coaching career is, how do you feel about Jeff Goodman saying that everybody thinks you're an asshole? That's what happened. Not exactly. Close. Dan Patrick's question to me was, why hasn't Greg Marshall gotten a bigger job? And I said, you want to know the truth? Yes. I said, because there are a ton of people in the business that don't like Greg Marshall. Okay. I didn't know Greg was on next. I don't care that he was on next. Not a big deal to me. They lead in to Greg with my quote. Greg Marshall comes back and says, well, I could say the same thing about Jeff Goodman. And he's right. Who cares? Who cares? Well, well, well. now we know, um, obviously, why Greg Marshall wasn't able to get some of those plum elite-level jobs because the guy can coach his ass off. There's no denying Greg Marshall is a terrific X and O's basketball coach. But how he does his job right now is in question. And as you mentioned, some of the other things that we haven't talked about. How about this? Shaq Morris, the day that he is punched twice by Greg Marshall, told me, He had hours earlier in a meeting in Greg Marshall's office told him that that, that Shaq's mother has cancer. Shaq found that out. They they hadn't told Shaq for years. They didn't want to kind of bother him and um, and, and really make him uh, deal with anything more than he was already uh, dealing with in Wichita. And he tells Greg Marshall um, that his mother's got cancer. And hours later, uh, Marshall goes off on him and, and punches him. And I got... You know, Shaq Morris on the record. Um, and that was the big thing, Rob, for me was people say, like, well, why did it take so long? You know, like I started this back in April when there was a, a rash of transfers. That's how this started, was looking into why would seven people, which is an unheard of number, transfer out of the Wichita State program? Really good players. Eric Stevenson, Jamarius Burton. Sometimes you'll see five players that all average, you know, a point to five points a game. This was double-digit scores, young guys that had promised Noah Fernandez, um, and they all left. So I started making calls that way and started getting more and more information about some of the things that Greg Marshall had done in the past. So I literally – Take us through that, because I'm always interested in in these kinds of things. Jeff, you say it was a six-month investigation, right? Just kind of take me through and take the listeners through – step-by-step how that works like right like what's the first thing that you hear what do you do after that like how does this kind of reporting work and why does something 
this big takes six months for you to do. just kind of walk people through that step-by-step. Well, listen, the, the biggest, you know, again, when it, when it started, it's, it's, you got to get organized, right? You start making a phone call. Social media is, is great these days because you can connect with kids via they're following me on, on, on Twitter. They're on Facebook. Kids are overseas. So you're reaching out to people and having these conversations, um, and most of them, again, were off the record. The kids aren't going to put their names on it, especially those that were transferring, because they're looking for new homes. So they can't put their names out there at that point because they're worried that Greg Marshall is going to crush them and they're not going to be able to, to find high major homes, even though they're good enough. You just never know. So they're all unwilling. Then you're hearing stories. And I've never done a story, Rob, where it was easier to get other stories about Greg Marshall, about a, a subject matter. And I've done a lot of these. I haven't done a lot lately investigative, but I did a lot early in my career. And I've never had it so easy where you just, okay, this person would tell me this story about another player. So then I just track down the other player. All right, t- confirm that story. And oh, by the way, you got anything else? Yeah, I got something else. I got plenty more. And, and a lot of the stories I didn't include in this, Rob, were kind of crude comments, right? Like like one that I didn't put in there, and I'm not going to say the name of the player, but uh, a former player, Greg Marshall, uh, he was dating a stripper at the time. Greg Marshall telling the player, go get your stripper girlfriend off her pole and come get you. Like things of that nature. To me, again, not at the level of, you know, uh, telling, you know, uh, Isaiah Poor Bear Chandler, who's of Native American descent, to get back on his horse, right? To make howling Indian noises. Um, those are the things that I thought were, were obviously uh, for, far more appropriate and, and, and honestly devastating to hear. I mean, again, you listen, this isn't 30 years ago. Times have changed. Some of the things, again, that he said, you know, I'll give you one. You know, he had three big men. And and he would refer to him as as 21 feet of grade A. The word starts with P. I'm not going to say it on the podcast. You can figure out what it is. Um, again, a lot of people laugh at that. That that's is that a huge deal? I'm sure that's been said in other practices. But I think again, when you hit a player, and, and to get back to the original story, so I kept reporting, kept reporting, and, and my take was I'm going to do this thing right. I'm not going to do it for clicks. I could have put this up there, according to sources, probably in May or June. Instead, I talked to as many people as I can, former players, former coaches. I went back to even his Winthrop days. I have Winthrop stories that I didn't include from former coaches there that he ran out of the business. Um, So I, I think I wanted to make sure it was as airtight as humanly possible. And the reason why I ran it yesterday, well, there were two. The Athletic beat my ass on it. (laughs) Give credit to CJ Moore and Dana O'Neill. They deserve it. But I was going to write it yesterday anyway. And the reason is, and you know this, Mm -hmm. I drove to Portland, Maine, uh, to to Maine the other night to talk to Shaq Morris, um, finally on the record. And and I recorded it because I didn't know you can record it in Maine. You're allowed to record it with one party consent in Maine. Anyway, it's irrelevant. Um, I had talked to Shaq Morris one time off the record about a month and a half ago. And he said that he was going to be willing to go on the record at some point. So really, I was waiting for Shaq Morris to be ready to tell his story. 
And I didn't want to do it with all sources. I felt like, obviously, it's a stronger story. And I wanted to give him a chance. I, I, I didn't feel the need to have to rush this story out there. I wanted to do it right and do it um, in the best way possible. And, and again, make it airtight. And so, Shaq Morris, we talked for about an hour. Two nights ago on Wednesday night uh, at about, I think I got home at about midnight, uh, got up, uh, finished the story, already had the story pretty much written, and added all the Shaq Morris stuff in. And uh, and yesterday, obviously, on on, on Thursday, um, we were trying to get it through legal, you know, at at the company. And uh, and that took a while. But uh, so here we are. And, uh, you know, the investigation, my investigation triggered Wichita State's investigation. And now they're, they're towards the end of that. Uh, now they're, they're nearing the end of it. And the big question is, so I talked to Shaq Morris. I asked them the other night, did you talk to the investigator who called from the law firm? And he said, no. And a lot of the players said the same thing to me. They didn't trust that the law firm was going to be objective, was going to be neutral, that it was hired by Wichita State. They were worried that it was just for the look of it, that it wasn't a real investigation. So a lot of these guys, I don't know what all of them said, but a lot of these guys did not were, did not come clean with what happened. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this investigation. But obviously now it's a little bit different when you've got Jack Morris on the record. I have the phone conversation recorded. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting to see what Wichita – the, the fan base, what are they like, right? Because, again, Greg Marshall is revered. Does this change their tune, or are they win at all costs? We don't care. We're, we're, we're good with him. There are a lot of questions that I have about this um, and things that are probably going to have to get sorted out. Um, first and foremost is how did it go on this long without the, the, the athletic department, the athletic administration, Greg Marshall's bosses, finding out about it. Like your job is to make sure that you don't have an abusive bullying coach on your staff. And that's exactly what they have. Like how, how do we get to this point five years after the fact that it's now just coming out and we have to have a reporter come out and, and, and put this stuff out there, right? Like why now? What are the point of having exit interviews if you're not going to find this stuff out while it's going on? What is the point of having, of giving Greg Marshall a boss if that boss isn't going to provide any kind of oversight? Right? How how does Kyle Winstead leave that program after getting choked and after seeing Shaq Morris get punched twice by Greg Marshall and nothing happens? Right? How how is one coach allowed to have that much power within a university that none of this stuff comes out? Like there are going people have to answer those questions, right? Greg Marshall's bosses have questions they have to answer. Some of them may have to go too. The other part of it, which is a little bit more complicated, is what does this do to Greg Marshall's career? And you mentioned this earlier. At the end of the day, what matters is wins and losses when it comes to coaching, right? It, normally, we talk about this stuff when it comes to cheating and when it comes to breaking NCAA rules. Like, Bruce Pearl has a job right now because he's an awesome basketball coach and knows how to build a program. That's why he's back at Auburn after what happened at Tennessee, yep. right? Sure. The same can be said for coaches that are just complete assholes and complete bullies. Like Billy Clyde Gillespie is an absolute sociopath. You did a story on him like nine years ago at Texas Tech. Um, I did a story on him in March. And the reason I did the story on him in March is because he just got hired. He's had two jobs since everything you reported at Texas Tech. And, and we could tweet out the links. We don't have to go through everything that Billy Clyde did. But let's just say that the, that the shit that he did was just as, if not more problematic, than what uh, Greg Marshall did. Because Ben Clyde Gillespie, you never know when he's actually sober and when he's going to get behind the wheel hammered and when he's going to get another DUI. 
So he has another job. He just got hired by Tarleton State, a Division One Division program. One school. Yeah. Right. So the reason he got hired is because he wins basketball games. Like you can say whatever you want about Billy Clyde Gillespie. He's an awful human being. He's a, a good coach. great basketball coach. Yep. And that's that's the problem here. That is the problem at the end of the day. To your first question, why did this go on for so long and nobody said anything? Winning breeds power. Mm-hmm. Power breeds fear. And that's what it came to with, with whether it's Darren Boatwright, the athletic director, the coaches who sat there and watched, you know, Greg Heyer, right? Greg Heyer was an assistant coach for him. I, I talked to him off the record. He, he, he told me nothing. Didn't see anything. Nothing. Come on. These guys saw things. They were scared of Greg Marshall. They were scared of him. Now, again, to me, you're on staff that year when all that stuff happened, when Shaq Morris gets punched. And, oh, by the way, after that in the story, I, I wrote, and, and not surprising to anybody, Fred Van Vliet, the team leader, was the one who basically said, we ain't practicing until you apologize to Shaq. And he offered – what what I was told by multiple people was a half-assed apology to Shaq. And Shaq told me, he said, listen, I wasn't going to fight it uh, because of my teammates. I didn't want to impact us and winning and all that. So I, I moved on, um, moved on physically, didn't really move on emotionally from all this. Um, the player who got body shamed is still dealing with all this, Rob, like was down in his basement for the last three years. I spoke to his father unable to come upstairs, had never really discussed all this with his family until I talked to his father. And his father said he's doing much better actually over the last month and a half, because I think he realizes he wasn't alone. That Mm -hmm. that There are a lot of other people out there that feel the same way about Greg Marshall. Of the 36 people that I talked to, two of them stood up for Greg Marshall. Two of them basically said, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Garrett Stutz was one of them. I was uh, emailing with overseas and I had heard an allegation um, about uh, Marshall uh, did something to Garrett Stutz and he denied it. And he said it never happened. Um, But 34 of these people, almost all of them said, uh, I would never play or coach for Greg Marshall again. And I uh, I think it's important to know um, you mentioned the player that has been battling depression and was, was in the basement. Um, there are a lot of guys in this business that are really, really, really tough coaches, whether it's Bob Huggins or Frank Martin or Tom Izzo or even John Calipari. Like they are not afraid to mother F you up and down the sideline. They're not afraid to scream at you. Uh, the, the, the uh, Frank Martin's death stares are legendary in college basketball circles. Bob Huggins, the way he screams at his guys on the bench, like everybody knows about that. The difference, and this is this is this is so important in this conversation, is the way that those players accept that that yelling and that that feedback. Because everyone that played for Bob Huggins will say, like, okay, we'll go, I'll go to war for him, I'll die for him, I'll take a bullet for him, because they know that all that screaming, all that yelling is out of genuine love. Like he's trying to get the most out of him, and he coaches them hard. But at the end of the day, there's going to be some kind of respect there with, with Tom Izzo. Um, I remember a couple of years ago when he got really got into Aaron Henry on national television. I think it was during the NCAA tournament. It became a big thing. Like all of these bully college basketball coaches. Well, to me, it makes sense if you only see that video and kind of take it out of context, but the Michigan state program, like I guarantee you, Aaron Henry is allowed to go right back at Tom Izzo, just like that. Like Tom Izzo might curse out his players. 
Tom Izzo has no problem if his players curse him out. Like that's the, he wants that kind of competitive. Like but you they have Raymond Green. Go ahead. Those guys have that relationship, and this is the separate. And I think this is what you were getting to is about the relationship, the respect, knowing that you're getting yelled at because someone loves you and cares about you and is trying to get the best out of you and is going to come give you a hug at the end of the day instead of just being completely demeaned and bullied and belittled where you don't feel that love coming back. And that is the entire difference, right? It, everything in life is about the relationship that you have with people and the way that what you're saying is perceived. What Greg Marshall was saying was perceived as bullying, as being an asshole, because nobody thought that he actually cared about them. And he probably did. You know what the word was? The word was that I heard more than anything from all the players I talked to was he made it personal. Yes. He made it personal. Like Jim Calhoun, I'll give you an example. Players hated Jim Calhoun when they were playing for him. Hated him. You talk to any player now, they love him. They respect him. Wichita State players, whether they're there then, now, I mean, I talked to several current players as well, okay? Obviously, I'm not going to put their names out there because they're scared as hell. Um, but it was consistent. They all said it was personal with Greg Marshall. He would go after their families. Anything that he knew that, that he could use against them, whether it was about the girlfriend, whether it was about somebody's father. Uh, I was told he went after Eric Stevenson's father hard all the time um you know and again i mean the the players the crazy part is and, and there are a couple of quotes i put in there you know it's crazy how us how how us hating him made us closer we all hated him you know we were a tight-knit off the court we wanted to all beat marshall up if he wasn't the head coach we'd whoop his ass i'm not a fan i'm not rooting for him i got tired of being mother bleeped and being called the son of a bitch every every single day they they all said that they all of them it was amazing to me uh, again that you didn't have more outliers than you had. And whether it was the kids who transferred, which I talked to a lot of them, I think eight of the 10 that transferred over the last two years, I was able to talk to, but it was a ton of four-year players that are revered in Wichita that were terrified. And, and that's the other part when people ask me, well, why won't they go on the record? Well, they're not only, they're scared of Marshall because he's got power. They're also revered in Wichita. Why would a, and I'm not, I'm just throwing these three names out there, um, and one of them did talk to me off the record. A Ron Baker, a Landry Shamit, a Fred Van Vliet, three guys in the NBA. Why are they going to put their names on something right now when they are so revered in Wichita? What, what do they have to gain? Well, what they have to gain is that, that he changes, either changes the way he coaches, which was my thought all along, Rob. My thought all along was, honestly, there was a moment when I said to myself, I may not be able to write this story the way I want to write it, but you know what? If I can impact him coaching these kids differently, I'm going to make damn well sure he knows I have all this. So even if I never went with this story, I was going to call Greg Marshall and say, I have this, this, and this. If I hear one more thing of you treating a coach or a player this way, I am going to publish it. Almost give him another another opportunity. I decided not to do that because I, I feel like he probably doesn't deserve another opportunity uh, to coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring even more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people, and they do it fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. 
You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which is shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a, a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash good. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash good. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. NFL Futures, Kansas City Chiefs, struggled a little bit with the Patriots, but plus 350. Ravens and Lamar Jackson, plus 600. Russell Wilson having an MVP-type year, plus 800 with the Seahawks. The Packers, plus 850. Tampa Bay, plus 1,200. And the Patriots, plus 3,500. Bet online going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals, to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on the season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering to win uh, division and championship futures. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. He needs, he needs to be out. Like, look, the, you, there needs to be ramifications for coaches that behave this way. And, and other bully coaches, if you're listening to this, like, you're, it's going to come out. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I just don't in this day and age, I don't understand why people think that that is is going to work. Right. Like Greg Marshall had all of this success. You want to know why he had success? Think about what was the, those teams that made the final four, those teams that went 35 and one. They had three NBA players on it. Fred Van Vliet, Ron Baker, Clay Anthony Early all played in the NBA. You know who was on his coaching staff? Chris Jans, who was killing it at New Mexico State. Steve Forbes, who killed it at East Tennessee State. Right. Jason Shea was on those staffs. Um, I'm, who else? I'm missing other names, uh, but it doesn't matter. Like he had an unbelievable coaching staff. He had three NBA players and he was in the Missouri Valley. I think you can make the argument. He underachieved with those guys. And now you got to give him credit for finding it. But when you have all of that together, when you have all of that, you should be going 35 and 0 in the Missouri Valley. Yeah, they, they obviously did a great job of, of evaluating. You should be going 35 and 0, right? Like, they, so- listen, the guy, like we said, the guy can coach his ass on. There's no disputing that. It's how you're doing it and how you're dealing with these kids that I think, like you said, has to change. We're not living in the 80s anymore. Okay, we're 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 in 2020 now. Uh, things have changed, and again. My, my take is you've got so many different layers to this right now, to this story. And, and, you know, the athletic had another one that I didn't go with. I had heard about it uh, with him basically going after uh, somebody who parked in his spot. I heard it was a track and field athlete, but I, I, I didn't put it in my story. I kept my story to basketball players. It was, it was, the, the interaction was pretty funny because the guy parked in, according to the athletic, this is what happened. The, the kid parked in Greg Marshall's parking spot to go run into the, the the athletic facility and come right out. When he pulled out, Greg Marshall chased him down in his car, pulled in front of him, got out of the window and said, do you know who the F I am? And the player in the car goes, I don't give a F who you are. And, and Marshall tried to punch him through the window. I just love that response. Though. Do you know who I am? I don't care who you are. 
You know, I, I got another one that I had heard a couple of times uh, uh, Marshall from years ago when he was interviewing for a job um, that he walked in to the AD and basically said, uh, why should I take this job? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all right, well, listen, I uh, wanted to kind of go through a, a quick uh, special podcast here um, about the news with Greg Marshall and, Obviously, we'll see what, what comes of this moving forward. I would anticipate he is uh, put on some sort of leave and suspension immediately. So let's let's end it with this. Let's end it with this. Yeah. Uh, what odds are you going to put on Greg Marshall coaching Wichita State basketball this year? Listen, um, if it weren't 2020, and, and, and there's two layers to it, right? Um, in 2020, you can't say those things. But in 2020, as we've seen, uh, you, somebody says it's fake, fake news and people move on. Um, I, I think it's going to be awfully difficult for him to keep his job going forward with the, the combination of, of allegations and now Shaq Morris on the record saying mm-hmm. he hit me. And trust me, again, I had seven other players off the record, one more on the record in Todd Taylor, who, who agreed to say, to tell me, I'm sorry, on the record. Uh, five more off the record that, that all said they saw it as well. So I, I just think the bottom line is unto itself, Rob, unto itself. If you only had that coach hitting a player, punching a player, he's got to go. You'd be fired. Then you're adding in all the other things, the body shaming, the choking, the assistant coach, the, the call, you know, doing Indian calls, uh, to a Native American player, uh, telling him to get, you know, get back on his horse. Um, there was a kid who, who collapsed basically on the court, collapsed of exhaustion the way, you know, he had run him or during practice and Marshall mocked him by collapsing like things of that nature that, that just, again, there's just no place for it. And, and I think ultimately, I don't know how he can survive this. I, I just, I don't know how he can survive it. And to be honest, I mean, again, it's going to be very interesting to see what came out of their internal investigation. Because their internal investigation might have dug up virtually nothing, because all the that, that, that that's irrelevant now that everything that you have is public. It should be. I mean, it should be. And I think Shaq Morris wants to talk now to somebody from the university. Now that he's come clean and gotten his story out, and it's kind of a weight off uh, off his shoulders a little bit. I think from talking to him, he'd want to talk to various people at the highest level. Now, the other part of this, Rob, is the president of Wichita State got fired about a week and a half, two weeks ago. He got fired. So they've been acting president. And part of the reason why uh, he got fired was he canceled a speaking uh, engagement at Wichita State from uh, Ivana Trump back in like June. So that was the primary reason. But certainly when you look at this and the timing of him getting fired after ordering an internal investigation into Greg Marshall, did that play in also? I don't know the answer to that yet. Uh, but again, yes, Greg Marshall does have power in Wichita. So is is it 100% that Greg Marshall will get fired? Heck no. It, it'll, be, it'll be a miraculous escape if you can have a player on the record saying he got punched twice from behind on the day he told that coach that his mom had cancer. If he can survive that, like – the dude's bulletproof. You yeah. might as well just give him a Superman cape right now. All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks for jumping on uh, with me on short notice here, Rob. 
Um, and uh, we'll, we'll obviously keep you apprised through any uh, Greg Marshall uh, ongoings uh, throughout the end of uh, this investigation and kind of what they end up doing. So uh, we'll talk to you soon.